Hi, my name's Brett Parsons and I work for Toyota Australia. I do remember walking into the office and it was like a totally different experience uh, to uh, places that I previously worked. People there rocked me outset but I was so passionate about what they did. So I've got MS and I've had an MS now for 25 years. A number of years on, um, yeah, I'm not quite as mobile as where I used to be. The uh, Central Region team at Twitter, we um, had to move uh, offices and they, they found a new office for us located very close to the um, LA Airport, which was, was great. When we moved in to the office, there were a few things that had to um, uh, change and I guess add because we were all located upstairs. They had to install a lift. That is really, really awesome for me now. So uh, my teammates in the Central Region, they're an awesome group of people. They never hesitate to help me um, when organising events. Um, they're very mindful of facilities, but what sort of facilities they might need, whether it's access, uh, toilets, etc. I'm really looking forward to watching the Paralympics. Um, it'll be uh, pretty exciting to see um, just what people can do and um, the extraordinary uh, things they can achieve. Hi, I'm Kurt Fernley, former Paralympian, broadcasting from Gadigal country. And I'm Georgie Tunney, a fangirl, Paralympic devotee, an absolute tragic and I am broadcasting from Gadigal country. What? What? <laughs> That's right, you little ripper. We finally got into the same room. Uh, but on today's show, we speak to the second Australian woman ever to compete at both summer and winter Paralympics. And we find out what is worse, missing a winter Paralympics, heartbreaking of course, or could it be watching Geelong in the finals recently? We chat to John T. O'Callaghan. It's a close call. It's a close call. Very close. Uh, Georgie, what's your you little ripper moment for today? I can't go past the women's sprint standing cross country and the performance of Natalie Wilkie. She won at the death. She pulled off a move that I think the experts call a goose step to absolutely wrong foot and bewilder her opponent in Vilda Nielsen from Norway, who fell heartbreakingly short, of course. Disappointment for her. But Natalie Wilkie from Canada, the poise, the determination, the never-say-die attitude to win at the death once she got around uh, the woman from Norway, there was just no stopping her. Uh, my You Little Ripper moment is from a Canadian athlete, Brian McKeever. He <laughs> is the GOAT, the greatest athlete of all time. That gets thrown around a lot, Kurt. You know what? But this, a lot. This, this, this Brian, I think, actually is 15 Paralympic gold medals. Not medals. 15 gold medals, 19 medals overall. He is a visually impaired cross-country athlete. He's actually a Toyota athlete, um, but an amazing effort. To get his 15th today, I think that's worthy of the You Little Ripper moment. Um, just for everyone playing at home, Kurt, how many gold medals did you win? Three. I meant good. <laughs> good, but it's not really Brian McKeever good, is it? It is not Brian <laughs> McKeever good. Look, I'm okay with not being the, the goat. Oh. <laughs> Are you? You're like, no, I'm no, not. No, no. I'm, getting, no. I'm getting back into training tomorrow because I'm feeling quite inadequate. Um, Again, for everyone playing at home, there's a single tear, solitary tear, just rolling down Kurt Fernley's cheek. That is the first tear of any, Georgie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm celebrating. It's the year little ripper moment. It Georgie, tell me what's your best of the rest? Oh, I have to, again, go to the cross-country skiing because there has been so many wonderful performances. A shout-out to Karina Edlinger from Austria who, with her guide, She's a vision impaired athlete and it was such a beautiful celebration. That's the bit that got it for me. She had some trials and tribulations throughout the race as you always do and the absolute joy to sit upon that top of that podium. You just see how much this gold means. So, that you know, people like Brian McKeever who have that moment 15 times and then people like Karina Edlinger who got to have it today as well. It's just so special. Uh, again, I've loved being able to see those moments with athletes that we haven't been able to know yet and we're getting to know them with everyone else as well. Uh, you know an athlete that I do know really well? Mm-hmm. She's a summer Paralympian. Mm-hmm. She's now showing off. And she's doing the Summer Paralympics really, really cold. Oh. Yes. Oh, She is on. now going to be a very high achieving. She is now going to be our second woman Paralympian to do both Winter and Summer Paralympics. Ray Anderson, welcome to you, Little Ripper. Ah, thank you for having me. It's so exciting. May, how are you finding it over there? You've gone to a Paralympics in the Summer Games. How have you found the transition? Um... Transition's been an amazing sort of, yeah, just journey. So for our listeners who don't know, you went to Rio in 2016 competing in the javelin and the discus, but now you're a para-alpine skier. So how on earth did that happen? (laughs) Um, I've always skied and, uh, you know, it takes a lot of chance meetings in our sport um, sometimes you you don't quite know about the option, opportunities you do have in para sports. Um, you know, like I I've always known that I had a disability, but um, I didn't know that I could compete as a para athlete. I always competed in able-bodied sports. So I met uh, Evan O'Hanlon first, who you know tried to get me to be a sprinter back when I was twelve. Um, but I fell in love with the field a bit. Um, and then again, another trans meeting after come games with uh, Craig Geiger, who was the head coach of the Paralpine ski team for Australia, uh, who has been trying to get me on the, you know, to do the transition since 2014. So I wow. finally said yes in 2017. So now that you're competing <laughs> on, on, on Friday, so the, the last couple of days of prep, how are you approaching the competition? Um, I want to say like I've taken a lot from athletics and the way that I'm approaching it, you know, just um, we do have, you know, it's a bit different. Like I, I do have training tomorrow. So in the grand scheme of things, like a training um, is a lot different, but from a mindset point of view, like just go out there and, and enjoy it, especially like the Paralympics. It's just the whole atmosphere of it is is super exciting. And, um, you know, everyone's so supportive and it's just, it's a once in a lifetime sort of, experience so well for most of us unless you can you're there i'm like i'm back here jealous yeah and right as far as i know as far as i know kurt family did not compete at a winters either well i did the same amount that you've done <laughs> oh yeah yes we're equals finally <laughs> but right i want to know getting into this this event the Winter Paralympics, because it is so different from the Summer Paralympics. And you've said previously that it is going to be such a learning curve. What have you already started learning? Like what's what's the experience been like right now? Um, 
it's it's quite similar as far as like you know being in the village and the Paralympics sort of thing but um from a sporting point of view like I've, I've just learned so much about myself like um you know growing up doing summer sports um yeah you're not you, you're pushing yourself obviously it's like elite sport but um you know the cold and how my body reacts to the cold and um you know the high risk of injury so um how I mentally overcome those sorts of things so I think I haven't taken this experience lightly I've I've I learned a lot about myself um you know my limits and how far I can push and that I can push a little bit harder um yeah this sport's really uh, not just been about the journey and you know transitioning to a sport a new sport it's it's really taught me a lot about myself and how far I can go in elite sport well talking about an amazing journey mm-hmm. we're about to take you on an amazing journey yep called fast five <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's the first time we've been in the room together I know we're gonna be excited so we're gonna we're be getting... excited <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray what do you wish you had in the village but you can't get Paralympics Australia have really sorted us out a lot. You know what? Rio had a pool and <laughs> I, I would really like a spa right now in this cold. So, <laughs> yeah, everything from the home, like all the luxuries are here, like Pia have really sorted us out, but I could really go for a swim. Ray, I'm calling it. We do a lot of these interviews. We've had so many chats, so many fast five challenges with so many different athletes. And that is hands down the best answer for that question. A spa. Yes. I could imagine in the cold as well. It would be just luxury. It's perfect. You don't get better than that. What's your superstition? I mean, I I do have a lot of little religious rituals that I picked up as a kid back in Indonesia and you know in I feel weird talking about this now um in the village we just have like um like fridges everywhere and they're all like fresh bottles like not been open um still sealed so if I'm outside like uh on the snow or like on the track oh my god this is so funny (laughs) I um I open it and um you know you do like a little prayer and you offer the first sip to the gods um, and that's something I've done since I was a kid. So that's probably the only thing I could say is superstitious, but it's more religious. Who's your favourite teammate and why am I? Nell. I think there's a lot of people both on the summer team and, and now the winter team that are just always there. Um, you know, they've got the experience. Like for athletics, it was it was Kurt and um, a lot of the older guys there. So, yeah, definitely Mel. How much did me. he pay you to say that, Ray? You can be honest. We're no, it was here. definitely me. I heard Mel um, in one ear, but it, the answer was me. <laughs> <laughs> because you have the experience of both the summer and winter games, I'm going to open up this next question. Who is the athlete that you fangirl the most over? It can be within the village that you're in right now at the winters or it can be back when you were at uh, the Summer Paralympics. Um, there's a, a French athlete that's wandering around my corridor. Um, he's getting around on a scooter. It's so jealous. It's like a little elephant. <laughs> he's like, whoop, whoop. Um, but he's like won basically every event he's gone into. So like dreams. <laughs> Last question. Uh, if you weren't the skiing, uh, uh, field javelin throwing, um, legend that you are, what other event out there would you like to be a part of? We have a girls para football team that's been kicked up uh, the last couple of years. And I am stoked to finally see, you know, more opportunities for females in sport, especially para sport. 
Um, so yeah, I'd love to get around it with those girls. They're killing it. They're amazing. Um, I think they're going to do awesome overseas. So yeah, definitely football. It'd be so like, I used to compete in football, um, as a kid, like soccer football, I'm saying. Um, and you know, that wasn't a para sport option. So yeah. Can't wait to see you on the slopes. Oh, thank you so much. Now, I know I've said on this podcast before, Kurt, that I am a Sam Tate super fan, and I am, however, is Ray Anderson my new favourite athlete? Oh, I think so. When Possibly. You, when Ray was mentioned about uh, that she wanted the spar up there, oh. I could see this look in your eye where you were like, I could be that. Oh, I, yeah. I could do that. Uh, that's the bit I could do. <laughs> I could do that. None of the athletic prowess. However, you need me, I'll be in the spa. Yeah, I love talking about how just how joyful her experience is, not just with the sport. She was soaking it in. She wanted to get to know her athletes and her competitors and, um, you know, like the highs and lows of Paralympic yeah. sport, they don't just happen at a games. Uh, John T. O'Callaghan was qualified. He was going to be racing this week and he broke his collarbone. Uh, unfortunately, then had to be uh, transported home, go through surgery. Mm. But he has been doing these amazing updates through his social media, daily wraps. Uh, we had to have him on the show because John T., you know what? Once a Paralympian, always a Paralympian. And we needed to get him involved here at You Little Ripper as well. So, John T. O'Callaghan, welcome to You Little Ripper. Thank you very much, Kurt. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you going, mate? It's a challenging thing getting ready for a game. You've had to, you've had to kind of uh, bear a, a, a really tough run by breaking your collarbone the week before a games, mate. So, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay, thanks, Kurt. Um, it's obviously been a really challenging time. You know, it happened on day 93 of our uh, winter season. Uh, so obviously, you know, a lot of preparation and effort had gone into preparing for the games. So it was fairly gut-wrenching to go through such an injury in that sort of time frame, especially. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm doing a lot better physically. Uh, I've had surgery and the recovery is going really well. Uh, but obviously the you know the psychological and emotional wounds will last a bit longer, but I, I think I'll get there eventually. Oh, you certainly will, John T. And you're showing such great support for the team too with the work that you are doing, giving us daily wraps of what's going on with the action over at the Winter Paralympics. But I just want to know, what is it like watching watching for you? Like seeing, seeing your friends, seeing your teammates, but seeing everyone else in the Paralympic you know, community too competing when you, when you don't get the chance to? Oh, well, I think the, the daily updates have been really therapeutic for me. I mean, it's it's been a way of um, being engaged with the what's going on over in Beijing and um, putting my mind to use while my body's resting. Um, so to be able to um, channel all the sort of time and effort I've put into my skiing with, and sort of getting to know everyone into something that I'm not as impactful as I would like in terms of it being not as good as being there, still being significant to me in terms of actually having some kind of involvement. So that's been great. Um, and so, yeah, watching it, um, it's it's been interesting. Uh, I think at first I was a bit worried that it might be um, a little bit uh, hard to watch, but once I put on that sort of reporter kind of angle, it, it was almost really nice to sort of look at it from a different angle, from an analytic point of view, 
that hopefully maybe I can channel into the, some of my skiing in the future. Matt, these don't have to be Australian athletes, but who are the stars that you're looking out for so that we and the audience at You Little Ripper, they can look out for as well? Oh, there's, there's lots. I mean, the, the two French Bochets are, are pretty outstanding. Um, Marie's been around a long time and uh, won a lot of races and Arthur's a lot younger, but he's very established as well. Um, then you've got the skiing rivalry of Jeroen Campshaw versus uh, Jasper Pedersen. Um, that's really been a really exciting thing to watch all season. Um, and then obviously in the snowboard, you've got, you know, Manny Suramani and Benny and some of those other guys as well who are all very competitive. And Jonty, I just want to move away from the paras for a second because I need to get your other expert analysis and a few reasons why you think the Geelong Cats could possibly win the flag this year when obviously the Demons are going to go back to back. <laughs> uh, that's, actually, that's actually a soft spot at the moment for me because obviously my childhood hero, is Joel Selwood and uh, my teammate Mitch being a Geelong local um, incidentally set up Joel to send me a message the day before my shoulder broke. Oh um, no. So that was a whirlwind 24 hours uh, but in genuinely speaking I am um, I'm trying not to get my hopes up it's um it's it's a it's been a yearly ritual for me these days to not get my hopes up about Geelong because I tend to do that throughout the season and then get my heart broken every year. <laughs> the same point every single year. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I try not to think about it. But I'd say we should make finals, but I'm not sure we'll go any further than that. And I know this must be hard to even put in the front of your mind, but I have to ask, do you think that you're going to stay on the Paralympic track? Will we see you try and uh, line up again in, in four years' time for the Australian Paralympic team? Yeah, that, that's um, a good question. Um, I think, I definitely think that I'll give it a shot to come back. Um, I've obviously got some discussions to have with concussion experts because I have accumulated quite a few. Um, I definitely think that I will be on a, um, a Paralympic, in a Paralympic competition environment again in, in some form or some sport at some stage. Hopefully it's in skiing, but if the indication is that the concussion risk is too great to continue in a contact sport, then I may have to look to other avenues, but at this stage, I hope it will be skiing. Oh, we hope so too, John T. And we thank you so much for the honesty as well. It's so, so, so wonderful. And we wish you well with all of your recovery. It sounds like it's going well. Um, and our heart breaks for you that you couldn't be over there. God, your heart just breaks for John T. But I'm so, so glad that he's been able to find some positives out of this as well and that he's still being able to get some enjoyment from watching the games and supporting all of the athletes too. Have you ever done a really serious injury in the lead up to a massive event? Firstly, no, but there was a really close call. I went out surfing. Oh, my God. I was surfing and it was only a couple of months out from London in 2012 and I caught a wave in. I was dead set Mick Fenning. I thought... (laughs) I thought I was a surfing god there for a second until it broke on the sand and it dug straight in and I was heading straight towards the sand, threw my hand out and I thought for sure I've broken my arm. And the only thing I could think about was, well, it stops today. 
And, and it's it's every athlete, it's a huge fear because, mm. you know, you put so much into it and it can be taken away in a moment. Mm. Uh, so when I heard the story about John T.I., it was a bit of a heartbreaker, but it's great. You know what I loved about that interview? I love that he said that it's not his last Paralympic adventure. It's yeah. not his last adventure. He, that, that he will still engage with the movement. And I think that's just amazing. I hope to see him back out on the snow again. And, and again, check him out on social media. Uh, Georgie, another another year little ripper is done. And, and to everyone, making sure that this is the most accessible podcast ever has been a really important thing for us. So check out the Ausland on YouTube. Uh, and transcripts are also going to be available too. So you can just read and also re-listen to Kurt Fernley saying that he is dead set Mick Fanning. That'll do me. <laughs> That'll do me. <laughs> Favourite part of the series so far. We have to have a huge shout out as well. Once again to Toyota for making this podcast possible. We couldn't do it without them and our Paralympians couldn't do it without them too. They're such, such a wonderful support. Absolutely. Toyota, back our Paralympians and it's that time again for me to scream, you little ripper! <laughs> Hey, Georgie, we forgot to talk about the most important thing in the world. What is that? Supporting our Australian Paralympic team, not just right now, but into the future. And you can do that by buying a virtual beanie. Did you know that we bought one? Did we? Yes, we bought a beanie for you, Little Ripper, because we love our Australian Paralympians and we back them the whole way. So if we can encourage, encourage everybody to get out there and buy your virtual beanie, support the Australian Paralympic team. You and I look really good in beanies, Kurt. We are beanie people, even yeah. virtual beanie people. <laughs>